Welcome back to Your Daily Bible Podcast. We are continuing in the book of Daniel. Today we're going to be looking at chapter 4. I'm going to jump in reading at verse 19 through 37. The first part of Daniel chapter 4 has to do with Nebuchadnezzar's dream that Daniel's going to interpret starting in verse 19, but he's going to restate most of the dream. So we'll start reading in verse 19. Upon hearing this, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, was overcome for a time, frightened by the meaning of the dream. Then the king said to him, Balthazar, don't be alarmed by the dream and what it means. Balthazar replied, I wish the events foreshadowed in this dream would happen to your enemies, my lord, and not to you. The tree you saw was growing very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. It had fresh green leaves and was loaded with fruit for all to eat. Wild animals lived in its shade and the birds nested in its branches. That tree, your majesty, is you, for you have grown strong and great, and your greatness reaches up to the heavens and your rule to the ends of the earth. Then you saw a messenger, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, Cut down the tree and destroy it, but leave the stump and the roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze and surrounded by tender grass. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the animals of the field for seven periods of time. This is what the dream means, your majesty, and what the Most High has declared will happen to my lord the king. You will be driven from human society, and you will live in the fields with the wild animals. You will eat grass like a cow, and you will be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way, until you learn that the Most High rules over every kingdom of this world and gives them to anyone he chooses. But the stump and the roots of the tree were left in the ground. This means that you'll receive your kingdom back again when you've learned that heaven rules. King Nebuchadnezzar, please accept my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you'll continue to prosper. But all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, he was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. As he looked out across the city, he said, Look at this great city of Babylon. By my own mighty power, I have built this beautiful city as my royal residence to display my majestic splendor. While these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven, O King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. You will be driven from human society. You will live in the fields with the wild animals, and you will eat grass like a cow. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way, until you learn that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of this world and gives them to anyone he chooses. That same hour, the judgment was fulfilled, and Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow, and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was as long as eagle's feathers, and his nails were like bird's claws. After this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven. My sanity returned, and I praised and worshiped the Most High and honored the one who lives forever. His rule is everlasting, and his kingdom is eternal. All the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He does as he pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of the earth. No one can stop him or say to him, What do you mean by doing these things? When my sanity returned to me, so did my honor and glory and kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored as head of my kingdom, with even greater honor than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and glorify and honor the King of heaven. 
All his acts are just and true, and he's able to humble the proud. All right, so none of us like to be told that we're wrong. We like it even less when another person turns out to be right. Remember the business deal everyone said was too good to be true? Or the relationship everyone warned you would end badly? Or maybe that time in high school when you were urged to, you know, go and live a little and it turned into a misdemeanor? Just like your parents said it would? See, refusing to take advice is a form of pride. It's the haughty spirit that Proverbs 16, 18 says leads to our destruction. And it's the pride that led Nebuchadnezzar to his downfall. Daniel pleaded with Nebuchadnezzar to change his ways, saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, accept my advice. Stop sinning. Do what's right. But he wouldn't listen. And 12 months later, he was still living the same way. Now, it's easy for you and I to read Nebuchadnezzar's story and assume, well, this could never happen to me. But no one is immune to pride. We don't have to be rulers or build kingdoms. We do it every day in big and small ways. We build companies, playgroups, online communities, snap streaks. Then like Nebuchadnezzar, we stand back and admire our own accomplishments. And we say, look at me. Look at the great things that I've done. But see, the truth is nothing that you and I accomplish in this world, nothing that we build is ours, but it's by the grace of God. And when we work hard, when we build communities, the goal is not to draw attention to ourselves, but to him. It took hitting rock bottom for Nebuchadnezzar to acknowledge that God alone deserves our praise. But you and I don't have to wait to fall to the bottom. See, God loved Nebuchadnezzar enough to send to him a warning through the prophet Daniel. And God loves each of us enough to show us a better way to live our life according to the death and resurrection of his son. When God brings pride to our attention, it's not to shame us, but to save us. How much heartache could you and I miss if we would listen to God and repent? Let's pray. Jesus, today I thank you that you are worthy of all of our praise, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and that you are seated on high on your throne. Lord, today I pray that we wouldn't think of ourselves too highly, but that we would realize, God, that you're God and that we're not, and that we would give thanks to you in all things. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.